pastors Michael and Brenda Brunzo welcome you and thank you for listening to the following message. This message was recorded during a regular service at Faith Fellowship Church. The Bible tells us in Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So we believe this message will encourage and strengthen you in your daily walk of faith. God bless you as you listen. Coming to this house together in his name and worship him. We have come into this house to magnify his name and worship him. We have come into this house to magnify his name and worship Christ the Lord. Worship him, Jesus Christ the Lord, for he is Lord. Yes, he is Lord. He has risen from the grave and he is Lord. Every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Hey, good evening, everybody. How you doing? So glad that you've decided to join us this evening for the Word. Uh, just wanted to start off with a little song, give people a chance to get on if they wanted to. Be sure and share it so people know that we're on. And we'll go ahead and we'll get in the Word tonight. Amen? Hallelujah. If you've got your Bibles with you, um, there at home. You can turn to Genesis chapter 22. That's what I'm going to read uh, here at the beginning, and we'll be all over the place. So you can take notes, you can write it down, you can come back and listen again later on. Genesis chapter 22, verse 17 and verse 18 says this, that in blessing I will bless thee, and in multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is upon the seashore and thy seed shall possess the gates of his enemies. And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed because thou hast obeyed my voice. Hallelujah. We're so glad that you joined us tonight for the word. Uh, you know, we're reading that verse there, verse 17, the end of it says, and thy seed shall possess the gates of his enemies. And that's what I want to talk tonight about for just a, a little while is possessing the gates. You know, gates in scripture are often seen as a sign of authority, you know, in a lot of the Old Testament cities and, and, and places like that, the gate of the city the king often had a throne there that's where the elders of the city would sit and meet daily was in the gates uh, judgments were passed and sentences were carried out in the gates of the city so to possess the the gates of the enemy 
in our case, to, to possess the gates that Satan controls us, to displace Satan's authority with what's been entrusted to us by God, by Jesus Christ. You know, Jesus said in Luke chapter 10, verse 19, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all, A-L-L, -L, all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. You know, reading that verse, you know, there we, we see that uh, it says he's given us power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Power used twice, two different meanings. You know, and, and we see there that, that Jesus was saying that we'll have the ability through spiritual strength to be able to tread on the spiritual strength of the enemy. Of the devil. Uh, and he's also saying that we have authority through Jesus' name to defeat the devil. But there's a difference between power and authority in both the natural and, and the spiritual. And we're going that's what we're going to look at tonight for a little while. Look at the relationship between authority and power and, and how they're used in Jesus' promise there. Uh, the Greek you that get tongue-tied, getting in too big of a hurry, we'll slow down a little bit. Maybe we'll get, a little, get it out a little bit better. The Greek word that's translated authority is exousia. And it basically, basically means to have the right to rule or to govern as a person or as someone who has, whose will and commands have to be submitted to and obeyed. That's authority. And the second Greek word that's translated here is dunamis, translated as power. It means to have inherent strength or, or power or ability to bring about a desired purpose. You know, talking about that, you know, we use the illustration of a truck and a police officer. You know, you, you take the driver of a truck, you know, that truck has inherent power that the driver of it is in control of, and so the driver has that dunamis, that power at his disposal to accomplish the work that he needs to get done. And now a police officer, he doesn't have a lot of power over that vehicle, over that driver to stop that truck. But what he does have is exousia. He has authority. And when he holds up his hand and... and the driver has to control the power of that truck to bring it to a stop because when that police officer blows his whistle and holds up his hand, then he has the authority of the police department and, and if necessary, the authority of all law enforcement behind him to enforce it. You know, as Christians, we have exousia. We have authority to command demons and, and all the powers of the devil. But that authority isn't of ourselves. It's through the power, through the dunamis, through the, through the working power of Jesus Christ, who is above every name. That's why we pray every prayer that we pray. We pray in the name of Jesus. You know, invoking that name in the spiritual realm of we release through faith the full power of God to move heaven and earth to accomplish God's will in answering the prayer that we put before him. In that name of Jesus, there's healing tonight. 
And we got a lot of people that need healing. That dunamis, that power to bring it to pass, the power that the Holy Ghost is, uh, uh, is released uh, whenever we begin to pray, whenever we begin to use the authority of Jesus' name to release it, to work the promises of God that are found in his word that cannot fail. Word of God says in James 5, 14 and 15, Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they'll be forgiven of him. How does that work? How can a, a lowly human being like me and, and like you take a little bit of oil on our hands and apply it to someone who's sick and say a few words in prayer and watch the sick be healed and even their sins forgiven? Where does that power, that exousia, and that dunamis come from? It's not from, from within me. I don't have it. It's not of myself. Or any other man or woman of God. It, it's not of us. But it's the power of God working in us. If you've been filled with the Holy Ghost. If you have the power of God living and working in your life. We can call upon the name of Jesus. And use the authority of that name. To begin to speak the words of healing. And the words of life. Over a body that's sick. And begin to watch it be healed. And that dunamis, the power to perform the work, it comes from God. But what we have to do is we have to assume, we have to take the authority of the name of Jesus to begin to declare what the promises of God are over our life and begin to allow the Spirit to begin to work in us. Man, we want the fulfillment of God's promise of healing working in our life, of deliverance of working in our Man, the power to, to do that is, is bestowed on us through the Holy Ghost working in us. And the power to do the work is transferred from us through faith when we believe and we ask in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and his ability to answer our prayers. And that, that, that same process happens in every prayer of faith, whether it's a prayer for deliverance from drugs, from alcoholism, whatever chains of oppression or whatever hindrance we find ourselves bound in. Man, it happens in every prayer of faith for forgiveness of sins and gaining salvation and eternal life. It's the prayer of faith, unwavering, unchanging faith that grabs a hold of God's promise of an answer of prayer and won't let go because of any external circumstances because those external circumstances don't make, make a bit of difference. It doesn't matter what's going on. We, we declare the word of God through faith in the name of Jesus Christ and he begins to work. He begins to do it. It's the faith that believes that God can call something out of nothing and make something into exactly what it needs to be. And that God's will is to do it because we know that we've prayed according to his will. We got to line up what we're saying and what we're believing with the word of God. As long as it lines up with the word of God, we can ask God to do it. And we know that we prayed according to his will and we have those promises because he hears us and he answers prayers that are made in faith. 
You know, in God's uh, promise to Abraham and Israel, we see, we see his promise to the church, you know, and then Jesus reaffirmed that promise to us in, in Luke chapter 10, verse 19, when he said, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. What does he mean by serpents and scorpions and all the power of the enemy? You know, it, it goes a lot further than just a snake on the ground or a scorpion crawling around in a, in a tent. Jesus is talking about spiritual powers, not, not the things of, of this earth, but the enemy that we face in spiritual warfare every day of our lives. You know, there's, there's some misled people in some churches, you know, that, that have misinterpreted that, uh, uh, what it means in this thing. And they, they handling poisonous snakes in service. I don't know about you, but somebody pulls out a poisonous snake in service me, I'm going to be asking where the, what the new door at, because I'm, I'm going, I'm getting out of there. You know, they're staring in the face of a water moccasin or a rattlesnake and define that power to uh, that animal's power to strike and to harm them. They, that might be called faith, but it's an abuse of faith. They're tempting fate, tempting God even. Trying to change the nature of those wild creatures. And, and it's a miracle that more people don't die from that mess. And, you know, even though I, I, I believe that God will give us protection from deadly things of this world, I don't believe that the scripture has given us the power to divide the force of nature and play with deadly things, expecting God to honor our ignorant actions. You know, that old saying, if you play with fire, you're going to get burned. You play with snakes and scorpions, you're liable to get bit or stung, you know, whatever the case may be. You know, and this isn't what Jesus was talking about at all. There's a higher cause, a greater battle in fighting the natural things that can cause hurt and harm. It's a battle in the spiritual realm for the souls of men. It's a battle that rages in every nation, in every home, in every heart of man. And it's a battle that can only be fought and won in the realm of the supernatural through faith in Jesus. Jesus is talking about Azusia, our God-given authority to command and control every activity of the devil and of his principalities and powers and all the powers of hell that would come against us. You know, these powers of the devil, every fallen angel, every demonic spirit, any other source of spiritual wickedness and the works that they'll try to do through lies, through deceit, outright spiritual attacks are under the authority. They're under the exousia of the church. As we call upon that dunamis, upon that power in the name of Jesus to come against them and stop them from doing what they're planning. We can trip the traps of the enemy through the blood of Jesus Christ and declaring his power over those things. You know, Satan has his gates in the spiritual realm. You know, he was cast down to, down to this earth, and, and this earth became his kingdom. When Adam fell, he gave over his control of the earth. You know, Adam's job in the Garden of Eden was to dress and to tend the garden. But whenever he fell, whenever they sinned, they gave over their authority to the enemy. And he took it over, and it's going to stay that way until God takes it back from him. 
But in Satan's kingdom, there's also power and authority. He has his hierarchy. He has his beings that, that do his biddings. And, and, you know, some of those sit in spiritual gates over nations to control men in positions of power and authority over people. Some sit in seats of government in every nation on earth. I have no doubt that there are great principalities and powers of darkness that are in place right now in Washington, D.C. And they're attempting to direct our nation toward destruction so that evil can reign in the earth without the interference of American justice. There are also powers of darkness that are sitting in our state government offices, influencing governors and senators and representatives to further the lies of the devil. The same thing goes on in every city and in every county government. And, and let me tell you, that this influence of Satan's kingdom to destroy man exists in the government of the home where the devil's plans to destroy God's definition of marriage and God's established plan of authority in the home. The gates of hell are places where those spiritual beings who are exercising their power and authority under Satan to destroy every work of God are found. It's obvious that they're having great success in never, nearly every area of their work. But this is where you and I and the church of the Lord Jesus Christ come into play. We're given exousia. We're given authority over all these powers of darkness. We're given the authority to stop them, to control them, and to limit their influence by calling on the name of Jesus and releasing the dunamis, the power of the blood and the spirit of Jesus Christ over them. You know, in these last days, the, the greatest spiritual gate of Satan's kingdom is going to be personified in the Antichrist as he rises to power. You know, and, and it's no mystery as to why that man of evil, why the Antichrist can't rise until the church is raptured out of here. That's because the church has the authority to call on the power of Christ to stop him from coming right now. That, that's one reason why we saw so much uh, hatred and division in Washington, D.C., you know, with the rise of of President Trump in the four years that he was in office and the enforcement of the rule of law, the plan of the principality over our nation that was trying to destroy us and make America ready for the rise of the Antichrist had been interrupted for a while. And the devil's hopping mad because the church cried out in obedience to 2 Chronicles 7.14. The church had fallen on its face before God in repentance. We called upon the Lord to deliver us and we decreed with that exousia, with that authority of God's word through the name of Jesus, that the dunamis, the power of God, would bring revival, spiritual renewal, a turning back of America back to Jesus. And God graciously answered that prayer for a while. And... We better get to turning back to God again because we got relaxed. You know, Paul talked about these things in Thessalonians. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 7, it says this, For the mystery of iniquity doth already work, only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. The mystery of iniquity is found in those gates of hell that are set in place against mankind. 
The mystery has been working since the creation of Adam and the works of iniquity grow more each and every day, especially when we see the end approaching. You know, Miss Shannon and I were talking the other day about time. I said, it's sort of like this. I said, when I, when I was a kid 50 years ago, it seemed like summer days would last forever. But here we are, I'm 56 years old, just turned 56 years old, and it seems like this year has passed with a snap of the fingers. Told her, I said, it's because we're getting close to the end. I said, you ever pulled a plug on, on a sink that was full of water, and, and as that water goes down, it starts swirling around? That's where we are. We're in the swirl of time right now. We're coming up on the end. And so we're, we're, we're seeing that end approaching. But because the church is crying out to God and using our authority in Christ to release the power of God to control the works of iniquity, Satan can have free reign completely and totally. He's limited in his power to do his full plan of destruction on mankind because the church releases that power of God through the working of the Holy Ghost and he answers that prayer of faith. What happens when the church has gone to heaven to be with Jesus and there's no more authority here on the earth to call the power of God and to control the devil in his work? 2 Thessalonians 2.8 And then shall that wicked be revealed whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Wicked there is capitalized there. It's meaning more than just the action uh, of wickedness. It's the personification of wicked. It's the title or the name of a man, the Antichrist, when he's revealed, when the church is gone. But his power and his authority to rule over man and earth are, are just for a limited short time. Why? Because Jesus is coming back. And the church that he has raptured out is going to be riding with him. Jesus is going to come forth as the King of Kings and as the Lord of Lords. And he'll need only to speak the word and the Antichrist is consumed as he's cast into the lake of fire forever. Jesus will destroy every work of wickedness and every power of darkness with the truth that shines forth from his light. That light that's so bright that darkness can no longer exist and it penetrates and it destroys darkness wherever it tries to hide. The important thing for us to remember is that we are the church of Jesus Christ. And we've been given exousia, we've been given authority to call forth the dunamis, the power of Almighty God to act on any situation or circumstances in our life and in this earth. We shouldn't sit by and allow the devil to beat us up. We shouldn't allow the devil to bring constant sickness to us, to allow him to wreck our homes and destroy our marriages, to, to mess up our kids. We shouldn't sit by and allow principalities and wickedness to rule in high places over our nation, over our state, or over our homes. We've got the authority that we need. We have the authority to call forth the awesome power of God to stop the plans of the devil and his in its tracks. 
The church that will fall on its face in prayer, exercising faith in the power of God to move and to change things. We should ever be interceding on behalf of lost souls. We should be daily crying out to God for his power to be made manifest in the church, in our homes, in our nations, in our community, all around the world. God's doing a great work in these last days. He's going to answer your prayers for your personal needs. And he's answering prayers that we pray in faith on behalf of our nation. He's listening to see whether his church will intercede and to cry out for power to be made manifest in our lives. God desires to send signs and send wonders to perform miracles, to do a mighty work of God in this hour. But we have to pray and we have to act in faith to get it done. God's in the prayer answering business. But if we're going to see God's hand move in our lives and we want to see our prayers answered, then we got to be engaged in spiritual warfare and in intercessory prayer. Now we can sit and watch what God does or we can be in the middle of what God does. The choice is up to us. It's up to each of us where we want to be. We, the church, have to continue to intercede in prayer, to cry out in faith, and to believe God for an answer to prayer. We have to exercise our exousia, our authority, over the works of the devil and every enemy that comes against us. Whether that enemy comes as an invisible, supernatural power of the devil, or it comes in the form of a man or of a woman that's being used by the devil. We've got the authority to call forth the power of God to answer prayer. Let's make sure we're using that authority to see God's power move in these last days. Call on the power of prayer over your sickness. Call on the power of prayer over your family. Call on the power of God over your home. Call on the power of God over your church. Call on the power of God over your state and over your city, and over your nation. We've got that authority. We've got that power. God's given it, and he's put it at our disposal through the name of Jesus. We're overcomers in Christ. It's what the Word of God says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Man, the church is a victorious church. we got to call on the Father through the name of Jesus and he'll answer us with power. We can possess the gates of our enemy through the power of God. Why? Because we have the authority. God gave us that authority. Anything that we, we, we pray, you know, the word of God says, where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. So we're gathered in his name. He's given us authority to do the works of God in this life, in this world. And we have to work and move. And do those things that God has called us to do. We can't be timid. We can't be scared. We've got to stand up. We've got to be the church in this hour. We've got to be real. And too many people playing patty cake with the devil. Man, he's out to kill you. 
He's out to destroy you. The word of God says the enemy comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus said, but I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly, that you might have life to the fullest. Let's remember that. Let's work. Days are getting shorter. Notice the other day it was dark before 8 o'clock. The days are getting shorter. Spiritually, the days are getting shorter. We need to be getting the harvest in. Hallelujah. God bless you all tonight. We appreciate you listening in. Pray that you've been blessed. Like, share. Tell people to give it a listen. We love you. Continue to pray for those that are sick, those that are in the hospital, that God will heal and touch them. We have that authority in Jesus' name. God bless you all tonight. This concludes this message. Thank you for listening. We pray that it's been a blessing to you. For more information about FFC or its ministries, please contact the church office. God bless you, and remember, Jesus is Lord.